0: So essentially, like all of this stuff about changing your gender and your gender presentation, and the relationship between body and world, at, is is in the air and really close to, to Joe's family. Um, I also became super interested um, in this set of sociologists from Germany writing in the nineteen twenties um, called the Vertings, uh, Matilda and Paul Verting. who wrote a book called The Dominant Sex and they were basically responding to like Voronoff's work by basically saying hey um if it turns out you can you know if it, we we understand now that there are biological causes of things like body hair and um you know things that we associate with men but if we can change those things by injecting you with some monkey balls or other things you know if basically if basically there's this way we can change your gender presentation then Maybe you can change your gender as well. Right. So, a really quite progressive thesis for the 1920s and explicitly drawing on the ideas that are coming from Joe Carstairs, like stepfather, basically. (laughs) So, essentially, uh, ground up monkey balls in the early 20th century have made J.K. Rowling lose her fucking mind in 2023 yeah apparently 2000 monkey man testicle rejuvenations were um, were administered from france to india like you just have you just have a huge craving for potassium from bananas and um but it's so in the dominant sex right the, the verting's book on this their basic thesis is like uh essentially a sort of social constructivist theory right like it's not that there is any inherent characteristic of men or women but the the things we associated associate in the contemporary west with men things like bravery strength leadership all of these kind of cliches and of the stereotype they're actually more specifically as far as they're concerned features of the dominant sex so in a society where women are in charge um it's femininity that would be Associated with strength and leadership and royalty. Does that make sense? Are You following? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and one of their one of their arguments for this is is actually tattooing. To bring it back to to, to the to- topic of the podcast more specifically. So, <laughs> um, basically, they thought not without basis at the time that Egypt, ancient Egypt, was a very female dominated society. And as we talked about in a previous episode with Anne Austin, um. Tattooing, as far as pe- people at that time were concerned, in ancient Egypt was primarily a, something practiced by women, right? So they basically say, um, and again, I'll quote myself here. So their theory suggests cultural habits are considered male or female, depending on which sex is considered dominant in a given culture. The subordinate sex, they say, is the one that is wooed, um, explaining why in our patri- patriarchal society, women are so interested in clothes, makeup, and hairstyling. Most importantly, members of the subordinate sex do not usually work outside the home and thus have more time and inclination to beautify themselves. Quote, We may presume that the inclination towards self-adornment displayed by members of the subordinate sex and the tendency of members of the dominant sex to dispense with ornaments and wear drab clothing, both intimately connected with the sexual division of labour, those who belong to the sex which works in the home have more time and opportunity for self-adornment than those who belong to the sex which works away from home. And, to summarise, that essentially they think like men have bad hair because they haven't got time to go to the hairdressers, and the reason they get tattooed is because it's much more efficient than putting on makeup every day. Okay, fair. Right. So it's Don't like. Don't necessarily agree, but well, no, it's not actually true, obviously, right? But like, yeah. <laughs> and this is where the, this is the theoretical context in which like Joe's moment in time is happening, right? Like this idea that yeah, ta- men have tattoos it, because they don't have time to put makeup on every day, right? And it's very efficient. (laughs) Um, So yeah, it's not actually true, right? Or at least it's more complicated than that. But I think the fundamental idea here is something that we can basically say is correct, right? Our cultural associations of tattooing and the gender implications of them are obviously produced by social expectations of how men and women should behave, how they should dress and how they're understood to relate to others. Um, you know, in, in some cultures around the world. Um, and Terangiti Rangiti mentioned this so when he did his talk uh, at that conference we were at. Um, tattooing is a primarily female practice. So tattooing is a woman's practice. In others, it's a it's a men's practice. And it's, you know, we talked about that with Maya Luke as well. Um, so all of that's to say, right? Like, it's a lovely coincidence that exactly the time that Joe Carstairs is like basically becoming or changing her presentation into, into um, as masculine as is possible in her social circumstance. All of these conversations are happening about where gender comes from, what its relationship is to science what it's, and how, whether it's changeable or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, like Joe basically because she was rich as fuck, like she, she was like, I'm going to become the world's fastest woman. In fact, the world's fastest person. She'd, during the war, during World War uh, uh, one, she'd become really interested in um, like engines, so she drove like trucks in the army, um, she took to kind of wearing uh, like men's uniforms. She lived in Paris driving ambulances, she'd steal uniforms from from, um, from men um, and, and basically like, was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to become a powerboat racer." <laughs> natural naturally. naturally. And Who hasn't thought about becoming a powerboat racer? Yeah, she became like the most famous powerboat racer in the world. A group of three speed-obsessed riders called the Hell Divers. She ran a powerboat racing team um, and was just. It's really funny to to look at like newspaper reports about her because they don't quite know what to do with her. They they call her Betty quite a lot, <clears throat> which was a name she hated yeah, as a diminutive of her middle name Barbara. Um, and she, they sort of said she was like striking-looking, or occasionally pretty, but that feels not exactly. Yeah, like a bit, that, that's a bit weird. Yeah. <laughs>